Good morning. Welcome to Earthmakers, spiritual care for real humans. My name is Josiah, and I am the grateful creator and host of this podcast. I'm a New Yorker living in Minnesota. I'm a clinically trained chaplain and spouse. I'm a recovering addict living with an eating disorder. I live with PTSD and other mental illnesses. Let's get started. Today is a special day on the podcast. We're going to talk about connection today and bodies. For those of you who have been listening to the podcast, you are aware that my working definition of spirituality is the mysterious, unexplainable connection we have with ourselves, others, and a higher power. I've also talked about the connective tissue or the glue that represents spirituality to me. The physical, the mental, and the emotional components of a human being can be measured, quantified, studied. The spiritual cannot be as much, but we see the spiritual impacts on the physical, the mental, and the emotional. When I was living in my addiction, the physical parts of me, the mental parts of me, and the emotional parts of me were all working separately, were all scattered um, and divided. They were not working together. They were not working as one. At Earthmakers, we create space for authenticity. Authenticity happens when the physical, the mental, and the emotional within us all comes into alignment, and the spirit is the glue that holds that all together. And there are times where we have experiences or moments where the glue gets extra sticky, and the connective tissue gets really strong. At different points throughout history, those moments have been called religious experiences. But I think that's giving them a little bit too much credit. I think they're just experiences that happen in the here and now. So to help us out today, I have um, brought a special guest to the podcast. We've had one guest before, the great Joshua Burwald, uh, co-host of Bread Wine Movies. Check out that podcast if you have not. And today's guest is my spouse, Carrie Armstrong. Welcome, Carrie. Hi, thanks. It's good to be here. Carrie, uh, what do you do for a living? I am a yoga teacher. Carrie teaches yoga. Uh, How did you get into yoga? Why? First of all, why yoga and how did you get into it? Um, Well, I'm going to flip those questions around and answer how I got into it and then talk about why yoga, because I think my reason has changed over time for sure. Um, But I'd say my primary reason for getting into yoga was that I was a competitive gymnast for much of my life. I did gymnastics all the way through college. I competed uh, at the NCAA Division I level. And uh, as I was leaving gymnastics and recognizing that gymnastics is certainly not a lifetime sport, I was yearning for 
another way to move my body in those kinds of expansive shapes and opportunity to get upside down on a fairly regular basis. And yoga provided me uh, with that space to be able to do those things in in a way that was uh, more sustainable outside of a, a very rigorous sport like gymnastics. And so I began yoga with a purely physical intention, just to enjoy um, moving my body in a way that felt good, uh, to enjoy being upside down and all of those things. And then along the way, um, my, my physical journey started to merge into a more emotional and spiritual journey as well. I started to learn more about yoga philosophy and the benefit that it can have above just the physical experience. Um, Mm. And so why yoga gets into that a little bit more uh, where uh, there's so much to learn constantly. Um, Yoga can help us to slow down our breath, even as our bodies are moving quickly. It can help us to uh, help figure out and differentiate um, between pain and uh, difficulty or sensation. Um, It can help us to understand more about ourselves and about our connections with one another, with the earth, with all beings. Um, And so I think there's just so much uh, about yoga that I'm always learning. And, And I think that's reason in itself why yoga is attractive to me. So I can say uh, with definitude and certainty that um, Carrie does enjoy being upside down. Uh, It is um, a strange thing, and it's a beautiful thing. Oh, we also have another guest with us today, um, our giant, fluffy, orange, and white cat, Rev. Rev is uh, glued to Carrie, and so uh, I apologize if you hear any meows or weird alien-type noises. That's uh, Rev. We're not really certain that Rev is actually a full cat. We think maybe he came from another planet and was dropped here by a UFO. Uh, We're still trying to figure that out. Um, So uh, what is the religious or spiritual tradition of that you come from originally? Um, I grew up uh, worshiping in an ELCA Lutheran church. For those of you who are unfamiliar with that term ELCA, it means Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. And uh, the ELCA tends to be a more progressive denomination. Um, and I grew up in a family that attended church regularly. Uh, church was a big part of my life growing up. I went to church camp. Um, my brother went to a Lutheran seminary. I went to a Lutheran seminary as well, where I met Josiah. And, um, and that's still a big part of who I am today. So how would you say that the um, the Lutheran Christian tradition and practice of your childhood and really your present, um, 
works together with the Eastern practices and philosophies um, associated with yoga that have been so important to you over the past few years? Um, I think some people might be a bit surprised to hear that I think they actually work together quite well. Um, Being that I am from a quite progressive Christian denomination, uh, I have been encouraged throughout my life to have a fairly expansive view of God. And um, and being that the Lutheran denomination really rests on um, grace as an important principle, uh, I can find that grace through other practices as well. Um, and so I can experience the grace of God in, uh, in church, in communion, in, uh, in the church community. Um, and I can also experience the grace of God in my yoga practice and, um, and in recognizing the grace that I can extend toward myself and toward others in compassion. Awesome. Well done. I put you on the spot and you handled it well. So, uh, Carrie and I met in, uh, as she, she mentioned in a Lutheran seminary. Um, it was once called the Lutheran theological seminary at Philadelphia, and it is now called United Lutheran seminary, the Lutheran seminary in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, and the Lutheran seminary in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, uh, joined as one united seminary. Um, and uh, that happened not long after um, I graduated from the seminary. Uh, so Carrie and I both had a love for um, Lutheran teaching in particular, um, theology and theological concepts, and um, the application of those concepts to everyday life and to everyday ministry opportunities. Um, Carrie uh, has worked for um, interfaith organizations, for world relief organizations associated with spirituality and faith. Um, and I'm a pastor and chaplain. Um, so, yeah you can probably see how spirituality is a really big part of our day-to-day. So, I was talking earlier about connection and how uh, spirituality, as I teach it anyways, is the connection that we have with ourselves others, and a higher power. Um, How do you believe yoga, the practice of yoga, serves that connection? Well, the practice of yoga is really all about connection. The word yoga actually means uh, union or yoke. Um, So at the root of yoga is uniting the head, the heart, the body, all together as one, but also recognizing the connection that we have um, with the whole universe, really, with Mm. our fellow humans, with the earth, with animals, with God. Um, The heart of yoga is connection. And um, in fact, 
the very first of the Yoga Sutras. So the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali are kind of foundational texts for yoga. It's, it's the first writing where we see anything about yoga. Um, so it's an ancient text. And the very first of the Yoga Sutras says, uh, now this is yoga or yoga is now. And um, we can understand that to mean a few different things. Uh, one being that, okay, this is the introduction to the Yoga Sutras. What follows is a description of yoga, um, which is interesting because it doesn't even get into the physical practice so much in the Yoga Sutras. Um, however, we can also take now this is yoga or yoga is now to mean that uh, what we're doing right now is yoga. Everything that we do in our lives is yoga. Breathing is yoga. Interacting with one another is yoga. We practice yoga not just on our mat in our physical asana practice, uh, asana meaning the postures that we do, um, but we also practice yoga in all the ways that we connect with ourselves, with others, with the earth. Uh, all, all of the paths are spiritual paths. All of our actions can be spiritual actions um, because we exist in this uh, in this one universe together. Awesome sauce. So um, there we have uh, an explanation, a description of how <clears throat> the practice of yoga. Remember, uh, dear listeners, that I am very into the idea of spirituality as practice. If spirituality just remains within beliefs, it really does shit for you, uh, honestly. Um, and because we've also talked in this podcast before about how your beliefs really don't matter if they do not uh, evolve into practice or praxis, as we called it in the seminary. Um, so... The practice of yoga helps us connect to our bodies. I can honestly say that every time I have done yoga, every time I've engaged in the practice of yoga, um, I have felt more connected with my body than at any other time in ways that I never thought that I could be. So in my eating disorder treatment, for example, um, I had a, a lovely um, uh, yoga teacher who was also who's also a dear friend, uh, Sarah. And Sarah uh, helped me get in touch with my body in a way that helped me see my body not as an ornament, but as an instrument, as something that uh, serves me. And uh, that connection is really important. We are not just spirits being housed by uh, flesh sacks of water and bone. We are, uh, we are whole and complete beings, body mind and spirit. Um, and all of those things are, are intertwined, um, uniquely working together. Uh, for example, in, in ancient Judaism, uh, the belief was that the body and the spirit are one. Uh, it wasn't until Greek forms, um, uh, were introduced and Greek philosophy was introduced into Christianity via um, St. Paul in the New Testament, that we suddenly had this separation of, of body and spirit language. Um, uh, I mean, this is why within Christianity, for example, in the Apostles' Creed, Christians confess, I believe in the resurrection of the body 
and the life everlasting. That means our body is important and yoga reminds us of that. We also see how yoga connects us to others. Um, Carrie, can you give me a specific way that you see yoga connecting us, you, to others, all beings, etc., whatever others means to you? Sure. I think there are a lot of different ways. I mean, in times that are not in a global pandemic, yoga can connect us with one another. Uh, physically, we can be in the same room breathing and moving together, and that's a really beautiful thing. Um, right now, I teach primarily online, and so we kind of have to understand that um, that experience a bit differently. But um, yoga helps us uh, connect to the oneness of all things. So it helps us to understand that um, we have feelings, others have feelings, we breathe, others breathe. Um, when we touch our feet to the ground, we feel the energy of the earth. We feel supported by the earth. We feel connected to the earth. Um, when we breathe, we breathe in air, air that is uh, circulated through other beings. Um, trees take in our car carbon dioxide and give us oxygen. Um, the air that's around us has been breathed in and out by other beings um, for millennia. Um, so there are many, many different ways um, that we find connection through yoga, even through just historical lineage. We think about others who have come before us um, who have uh, paved the way to our practice now and who have taught us along the way. Fabulous. And lastly, how do you specific, you mentioned earlier that you see yoga, not just being something that helps us connect to ourselves and to all beings, but something in that third component connects us to a higher power. Now you coming from a Christian uh, spiritual tradition and you know, me knowing you pretty well, being that I've been your spouse for almost six years. Um, your higher power is something that you call God. Um, and so uh, that being the case, how do you see the practice of yoga specifically connecting you to this higher power that you call God? I think in some ways that depends on, on the day and on the practice. Um, but there are a lot of different ways that yoga helps me connect with God. In one way, it helps me to um, just be filled with gratitude for uh, the body that was, that was given to me as a gift, that I am able to move in the ways that I am able to move and that... Um, I, I can find gratitude for uh, others that I connect with in the practice of yoga. Um, some days it's just as simple as breath, feeling that life energy move in and out of me and recognizing uh, just what a miracle it is that our hearts beat, our breath moves in and out of us without us even having to try. And that to me is a gift from God. Um, Sometimes it's just getting to the end of a physical practice, lying in Shavasana or our final resting pose, and just being filled with grace and knowing that um, whatever I'm feeling in the moment and uh, whatever has gone on earlier in the day, whatever will happen later, 
um, that there's grace for that and that um, I'm loved exactly as I am with whatever I do or do not bring to my mat that day. Fabulous. So uh, uh, what do you think Jesus thinks about yoga? If Jesus had an opinion about yoga that showed up in the Gospels, what do you think that opinion would be? Um, I think Jesus would say, uh, blessed are the yogis. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, It's, it's, I mean, it's funny to think about, but um, honestly, I think that Jesus would probably practice yoga mm. as well. That was my next question, so that's, that's <laughs> yeah. Great, yeah, I think Jesus would practice yoga. Um, you know, yogis um, throughout time, I mean, certainly there are sort of famous celebrity yoga teachers and things like that, but... Um, often, uh, yogis and yoga teachers, yoga practitioners, um, come from humble backgrounds. And, uh, those are the people that, uh, Jesus most often liked to hang out with. So I think we could definitely find Jesus in an ancient yoga class or such a thing to exist. Sweet. Um, Yoga, of course, comes from the Hindu tradition, spiritual traditions, um, as does uh, Buddhism. Um, Buddhism is sort of a spin-off of uh, Hindu spiritual traditions, much like um, Christianity and Islam are spin-offs of uh, Judaism, or grew out of Judaism. I suppose I shouldn't say spin-off, that's a little, maybe a little too irreverent. Um and so uh, interesting that uh, both Carrie and I uh, started out um, pretty inundated with and steeped in uh, Christian spiritual traditions and practices and sort of glued to those things. Um, and despite our progressive leanings and our hard work in, in those communities, our view of spirituality and what spirituality could be remained pretty narrow for a while until Eastern traditions and practices entered our everyday. And now I'm studying to become a Zen priest and Carrie is a certified yoga instructor by the state of Minnesota. And, uh, uh, so before we engage in a closing meditation, um, which Carrie is, uh, lovingly going to offer for us. Um, a couple questions, Carrie. Um, one, um, can our listeners find you anywhere on social media? Yes. Um, I think the best way right now to connect with me on social media is via my Facebook page. And it's just Caritas Yoga, C-A-R-I-T-A-S, yoga. And Caritas means love for all. And yoga, like I said earlier, means union. So it's just getting together to experience um, sort of a a cosmic love. Do you have Twitter or Facebook or Instagram that you're willing to share? Um, I don't really use my Twitter anymore. Um, I'm not on Instagram very often. And I don't really post anything on my personal Facebook. But if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's Hola Yo Soy Kerry. H-O-L-A-Y-O-S-O-Y-C-A-R-I. 
Thank you. Uh, we are going to put um, the Caritas Yoga information in the show notes. So if you missed that um, and you want to see it in, in type, you can just scroll down um, once, you, once we finish this episode. Um, now we're going to engage in a mindfulness meditation, which we do um, in every uh, episode of Earthmakers. And uh, so Carrie is going to lead us in a meditation now um, of her choosing. And I'm excited because I don't know what it is yet, and I get to do it. So um, get ready. All right, everyone. I'm going to call you yogis today because I think we're all yogis. So yogis, find a comfortable seated position wherever you are. If you are comfortable sitting on the floor, crossing your legs, go for it. If a chair or a couch sounds like a better idea to you, by all means, go for that instead. Uh, if you're driving, you can still participate in, uh, in this meditation. I just encourage you to, of course, keep your eyes open and your hands on the wheel. So um, wherever you are, sit comfortably. Be light and just take a moment to notice any physical sensations you're experiencing in your body here. Begin with your toes and work all the way up through the crown of your head, out through your fingertips. Can you feel places where you're a little tense, a little tight, where maybe you're holding on to tension? Can you notice places that maybe feel a little bit more relaxed? If it feels comfortable for you, go ahead and close your eyes. Otherwise, just soften your gaze. Notice the way it feels to have your sit bones pressed down into whatever surface you're sitting on. Notice the way it feels to lift the crown of your head up a little taller toward the ceiling. Find a little more length through your spine here. Now take a big inhale through your nose and an open mouth exhale. Now seal your lips. Begin to breathe in through your nose and out through your nose. Breathe deeply and fully. And on your next inhale, pull your shoulders up toward your ears. And on your exhale, bring your shoulders back and down. Do that one more time. Inhale, pull your shoulders up. And exhale, bring them back and down. Continue to sit up very tall and See if you can let go of any residual tension through your neck, your shoulders, your jaw. Bring a little space between your upper and lower sets of teeth. See if you can soften your eyes a little bit. Just notice what it's like to be right here, right now. We'll begin to deepen our breath once more. Breathe in for four, three, two, one. Hold four, three, two, one. Out four, three, two, one. Hold four, three, two, one. Out four, three, two, one. Hold four, three, two, one. Out four, three, two, one. Hold four, three, two, one. Out four, three, two, one. Hold four, three, two, one. Out four, three, two, one. Hold four, three, two, one
three, two, one. In four, three, two, one. Hold four, three, two, one. Out four, three, two, one. Hold four, three, two, one. Now return to your breath on your own. You don't have to hold at the top or the bottom anymore. Just keep that same sense of fullness, that same sense of intentionality. Most of our day, we breathe in and out without having to think about it, without having to try, and that's really a gift. That's a miracle for us. But every once in a while, it's good to pay attention to our breath, to give ourselves the gift of noticing of intentionality, of being fully present for our breath, for that life force that keeps us going all day and all night. Now place one hand on your heart and then place the other hand on top of it. And as you breathe in, think I am. And as you breathe out, think here now. Again, in I am, out here now. Now breathe in, think I am, out think loved. Again, I am, loved. Now blink your eyes open and know that you are here now, you are loved, and that's a beautiful thing. Thank you so much, Carrie. I love you, Carrie. I love you too. Aw, isn't that sweet? Um, I love you, dear listeners. Thank you so much um, for your time today. Uh, if you are interested in engaging more with yoga practice and the basics of yoga and how yoga can transform your practice and your spirituality and your whole life, um, visit Caritas Yoga. Uh, and Carrie um, teaches is teaching some classes via Zoom right now that you can access. Um, the information is on your website, yes? Uh, on my Facebook page. On the Facebook, on the Caritas Yoga Facebook page, yes. Um, so if you're interested in engaging with yoga from this teacher, um, I may be a little biased, but also I just highly recommend that you just get that shit done. Do it. Okay, thank you. Take good care of you today. And I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>